Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Floor Slappers Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house, and I'm not alone. We're missing the face that runs the place. We're missing streets today. But we got Mike Dog in the house. What's going on, bro? What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. I'm excited to do a little two-man show with you. Uh, we did last week we did our two-man all-time best NBA draft, and you absolutely waxed my ass. So if anyone <laughs> wants to listen to Mike waxing my ass, and I'm really embarrassed because I like to think I'm a bit of a NBA aficionado. So the fact is uh I got I got my ass waxed, but we did it where we picked like one, two, one, two. I should have definitely snaked that shit. I fucked up. I, I let it go. You know, whatever. It, it is what it is. I didn't take LeBron second. That was a fucking mistake. But go back and listen to that show. That was really good. And we've been doing our three-man shows. We just got done last night with our round. It's our rounds three and four of our redraft fantasy football mock draft. Go and check that shit out. We've been doing awesome things here at Floor Slapper Sports. I'm very excited to be with Mike today. If you haven't checked out the website, check out floorslappersports.com. You got NBA, NFL, MLB, a bunch of great fucking content on there. And hey, this show's on a network now. We are on the Visionaries Global Media Network. I want to thank Chad for putting us on there. On, on the Visionaries Global Network or Media Network, you can find... You can find wrestling shows, baseball shows, and a bunch of other shit. So check us out on there. And Mike Dog, what's good, homie? Not much, man. How about that uh, Wimbledon final? How did you enjoy that? Oh, man. I, I don't want to butcher the kid's last name because it, it it's not – I don't know. I can't I can't say it. But, man, I fucking re- – I really enjoyed it. More importantly, I love the theatrics of – I'm going to say, like, Kirigos. See, I don't want to say it, dude. I'm going to butcher it. I heard, I heard him saying it on TV all day yesterday. But I was calling Nick. I fucking I, I loved it, dude. The the competitiveness of that that fourth set was great. I thought it was gonna go to the fifth set, but ultimately I, I knew Joker would win. But it was just it was cool, man. Watching the theatrics of that kid, man. Watching him hit the ball between his legs, dude. Underhand serves, talking shit to the crowd, talking shit to his own people. I dug it, bro. What about you? I like I like that kid. I like that he talks shit. If he scores a point, he talks shit. If he gets scored on, it's someone else's fault, and he talks shit. It's the ump, it's his coach, it's the fans. That guy's running his mouth. Big boy, 6'4", powerful guy. But uh, you run into the Joker. Joker's the GOAT. We've said this for years. Both of us have agreed on this for years. We used to argue Federer and Nadal, and, uh, but we, we always said Joker's going to surpass them both. Joker came in in the peak of Federer and Nadal and started winning slams, and is gonna he's going to lap them. So, Djokovic is a stud tennis player. And how about the glory years of being able to watch Joker and uh, Federer and Nadal for the past, like, 17 years, the golden age of tennis right now? Incredible, huh? Just just absolutely incredible. I was never big into tennis at all, and I don't think you were either. But Federer and Nadal, watching them really got, got me into it. I know, you know, there was Sampras and Agassi. Before them, they were they were great. They were they were fun to watch as well. But really, the competitive nature, and I think the shit talking between you and I for the Nadal versus Federer thing, that was that was a lot of fun for a lot of years. You know, I was hardcore Federer. 
you were hardcore Nadal, and you just spit a bunch of stats at me in the pre-show fistfight regarding Nadal versus Federer. That I don't really, I don't want to take your thunder, but Nadal is definitely now he's got to be the second best um, male tennis player of all time. I, I'm I'm with you there. The thing, <laughs> but only because when you look at an individual sport, if you're four and ten against someone in Grand Slams. You know, from Federer's standpoint, that that's big time losing. Like if that was the NBA and LeBron was four and ten against someone else, I call him the biggest fucking loser in the world. So just because I like Federer, I, I can't sit here and go against the way I call shit. So that not not just that alone, Nadal passed him in Grand Slams as well. My only beef with Nadal is that fourteen of his twenty two Grand Slam championships have come on clay. And that's a problem. It's not a problem. It's fucking, he's great. He's fucking, he's great. That's what he does. Not a problem. Not a problem. But that's, that's my big argument with Fed. Now, Fed, I think you said, what, eight of his, eight of his Grand Slams have come at Wimbledon? Eight, eight out of 20, yeah. So it's not quite the over 60% that Nadal has, but, but it's close. But four in 10. So, I mean, I, I, I'll have to give it to Nadal, but Joker's goaded, goaded to me. Yeah, I just don't think Fed's gonna win another one. You know, he's kind of he's a little he's a step behind. He might win one. I think I think he is the type of guy that goes out and has one of those amazing tournaments in the next year or two on his swan song. But if he does, just know that it's gonna be probably his last one. So appreciate that if he does go on a run. But uh Joker's gonna go on. Joker should probably win, you know, maybe not quite a few more, but three, four, five more. Nadal might get another one, maybe two. But I think uh I, I just think it was a privilege to watch them. I remember so many epic finals. I think it was the 08 Wimbledon final, which which um, Nadal won too. But Nadal versus Fed, it was absolutely incredible. Five center, uh, you know, tiebreakers and all that. It was just um, – but, yeah, I mean, Joker's the man. And um, what, a, what a great era to watch tennis. It doesn't matter who you like. It's just been the golden era. I've always – I wasn't always into tennis. I've always been a big sports nut, though. So I would catch the Agassi Sampras – U.S. Open on a Sunday in, you know, in August, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because I'm a sports nerd, you know. It was on Channel 5. Now, and back then, I don't want to sound old. I don't want to outdate myself. <laughs> but I didn't have 74 different sports channels like I have now. There was a good 6, 7, 8. You know what I mean? But you had your 2, 5, 7, your, your CBSs, ABCs, and NBCs. So you watched the big things that were on. That was definitely part of it, in my opinion, you know. And yeah, that's how you had to watch sports back in the day. That was the big thing that was on that Sunday. That's how I caught golf back in the day and stuff like that. That was on. That was your big Sunday feature. You didn't get, have MLB networks and NFL networks and Pac-12 networks and Big Ten networks. We're lucky guys. Everything, everything you can get nowadays. But, yeah, man, Channel 5, get a, a modern shot out there about to call, you know, introduce some shit. Um, you know, that was cool. I, was, I wasn't too big into tennis, but um, obviously that was fun. I hate to agree with you here on the Dolvers Federer. I'd like to argue a little bit on it, but at the end of the day, right now here in 2022, Nadal's better. Let me ask you though: the U.S. Open's coming up here at the end of August, and Novak Djokovic will not be able to play in it due to his vaccination status. Who do you think is going to win that tournament? Well, I'll say this: I don't know if Nadal is going to come back. He just left with some hammy issues. So I don't know if he'll be there. <sighs> I should I should I should have just said, is does Federer get this one? 
can. I uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, this is the run. You're right. If he's gonna do it, this is gonna be the run, right? But it, yeah, with that, with Djokovic not there, if Nadal can't play, um, obviously you got you got other guys um, on the come up right now. I'm not even gonna attempt to butcher their names, dude. I know Big Z has been yearning for one, dude. You got Sibitis, um right there, who's been on the come up for a while. But and then who's that? Uh, Medev. I see. I can't, man. Medvedev. So, yeah, there you go, dude. I mean, you think it'll be one of those guys, or you think you think Fed that this could be the time that Fed does it? No, I, I, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be Fed's run right here. But I do think he'll, I think he has a chance to make one of those miraculous runs. You know, um, yeah, I guess I'd put money on. Um, man, I don't want to butcher their names either because I'm terrible. I'm the worst at names. I have, I had trouble with LeBron James the last year, so um, I'm going to say <laughs> Stefano Sipius is going to be my pick for the OS Open. All right. Okay. And I'm going to go with Big C, dude. I know that uh, I, I know that he's been right there on the precipitous of one for, for a bit. Hell, he might have even got one. I don't know. I'm not. See, that's funny because we're sitting here fucking talking tennis and shit. Like, we're the most well-versed tennis people. But Here's uh, the thing. Yeah. If I was a betting man, I'd bet against mine and Tim right there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the smart way to go. Yeah, no, I like I, I like Big Z. Uh, he's he's a good player. I used to bet on tennis a lot, just like sit there and live bet on tennis all day, just just for fun because there's really nothing else to do like to bet on during during the afternoon. So, but again, I'm not gonna sit here and want to butcher these these guys' names. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Big Z for sure. But are, are we for sure that Djokovic can't get there because of his vaccination status? I heard it on the news this morning. So he's not allowed in the U.S. right now. He's, that can maybe change. He's, I, I thought it was That's yeah because he August, can't right. Yeah, it, well, it's it's not going to change because COVID's getting worse again. This new fucking variant of uh, Omicron. Hey, I got it. Fuck right now. This new variation of it, it's fucking getting people. And I guess the, I mean, the vaccine's good. I got the vaccine myself, but I guess it doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or not. This this new this new one's going to get you, and it's spreading like a wildfire. They say in New York they want you to put masks back on. I'm sure they're going to talk about it here soon. I'm not going to fucking wear a mask. I think wearing a mask fucking is stupid, dude. But I digress, man. Let's talk about baseball, bro. Okay, baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, so no, I no, I don't think Novak's going to get in the country, bro, because the shit is fucking spreading like crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, if you got your stances, you stick with them, buddy. But it could affect your all-time legacy. You don't pass Nadal, and I'll argue Nadal is the GOAT. Don't think I will not. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, he. I understand his stance. You know, his stance, Kyrie's stance, whatever. But, again, yeah, this is this is going to fucking affect his legacy for sure. But let's talk, about hear, the, uh, let's talk about the All-Star game. Let's talk legacies. Legacies, man. It's like the perfect fucking segue into the All-Star game. Look at you. Come on. Here we go, baby. You want to talk about this. You've been pretty passionate about it the last couple of days. Uh, let's talk about it. You, you fill them in, man. You can hit them harder than me. Well, one of the debates online I was having because um, Shohei Atani won the DH, but at the time he was winning the DH over Jordan Alvarez, and Jordan Alvarez is having one of those insanely all-time epic like hitting seasons right now. Just and it is a designated hitter and all that. Um, 
But my 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 argument was it's the All Star game. It's an exhibition, right? So yes, you want the best players. You also want the stars there, right? You want the biggest players. And I'm not saying that Jordan Alvarez is not a better hitter than Shohei. I think he absolutely is. There's no argument on that. But do I want Otani starting in, in, in the All Star games with DH? I have no problem with that. If it was the All Stat game, we could just go list by the numbers and take the best guys and put them and plug them in. It's not the all-stat game. It's the all-star game. It's an exhibition. He's a DH. He starts on the bench every game. Let's, I mean, or, you know, let's put him on the bench. He'll come in. It's not like he's not going to play. But also with that, I am a firm believer of to take someone's crown as an all-star. Say Trout's having a bad year, which he's not. But say Trout's having a bad year. You don't just get to knock him off. You have to knock him off and be much better to take his spot. That's how I play it. Am I old school? Maybe. Do, do you have to agree with it? You don't have to. But this is this is why fans vote too. This is who we want in the game. This is who we want to see. And people say, well, fans shouldn't vote. Who do you want to vote? Who do you want to vote in? Do you want to just list it by the numbers? I don't understand. It's an exhibition game. It doesn't mean anything. This is why it's. Gl- I'm glad it doesn't have no home field advantage, nothing to do with it anymore in the World Series. It's supposed to be fun. Let's have fun. Go baseball. Dude, thank fucking God home field advantage is no longer. That was the stupidest rule ever, ever, ever. ever. Almost as bad. Maybe worse than the World Cup ending on a fucking penalty shot, but I digress. I can talk about that a different day. World Cup, those go to like overtime or golden goal first. They don't just go to PKs, but those guys can't run forever. (laughs) (laughs) I I know, but you're fucking ending it on a... We can talk about that fucking another day. But, That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but no, I fucking I'm, I'm with you, dude. I I, I want to see Otani hit. I, I want to see Otani pitch. What that man is doing this year is insane. He had a 13 strikeout game, a 10 strikeout game, a 10 strikeout game, all while allowing no runs, hitting home runs in the same game. No one is no one has ever done what he's doing. Not even Babe Ruth. It's fucking. He's everything you thought Babe Ruth was. Right, like we're watching Babe Ruth right now. It's fucking insane. Well, the thing is, is, is Babe Ruth was a great pitcher and a great hitter, but he that never coincided. He was a great pitcher and then was a great hitter. It it wasn't like same season. This is unheard of. And everyone talks. That's another thing I was arguing about the Jordan Alvarez thing. I was like, well, yeah, he gets to sit in the dugout and watch film and sit in the cage and do that. This guy's pitching. He has to do his pitching homework, his hitting homework, like. To be in the lab like that and, and do the preparation is insane. So yeah, dude, dude, the stud. He he fucking absolutely deserves it. His hitting numbers are there, and like I just said, thirteen strikeouts, eleven strikeouts. Man, he fucking. This is just his stretch. Lately, he's on a fucking tear right now. Is there any player in baseball you want to see more right now than Shohei Itani? No, no, not at all. No, what he's There's doing really is not. fucking absolutely incredible. Not. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You just, you know, he's he's one of those guys you go to the ballpark and hope to see something special every night. There's, you know, a few guys in the league, you're like, I could see something special tonight. You know, when certain pitchers, I know, I know the uh, Cubs suck, but on the Cubs back in the day, you know, if Jake Arrieta was in the mound in 2016 or 17, I kept score that game because I'm like, this could be something special. I don't like to always keep score at a baseball game because it does get boring. I get that. I like to have fun and drink my beer, but if you think something special is going to happen, wouldn't you love to have the scorecard of a no-no? Right, Boom. right. 
Yeah, you know? Ari- so there's yeah, certain Arietta, guys. Arietta was fucking incredible. He went out there and he was like one hit, two hit, three, like every fucking night, dude. I don't know what he was on in 2016, 2017, but what, he was like the kid in rookie of the year, bro. Whatever they fucking put into his arm was incredible. He was on a World Series team is what he was on. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> oh, and, and how about the legacy spots yeah. that, that the commissioner put in? They put in um, um, Miggy and Pujols are going to both be in the All-Star. And it doesn't take away from anybody's spot. They're just an added bonus, which is also incredible. And then people were saying, well, they're going to take away an at-bat or something like that. And I'm like, again, do you not want to see Miguel Cabrera getting that bat in the eighth inning of a of a all-star game or Albert Pools? Why wouldn't you? And they might not get an at-bat, they were saying. They might just sit there and ride the pine. But I'll tell you what, though. If, if, if the bases are loaded and you're down a run, do I want one of those guys? Do I want me Cabrera to give me a rollover single? You bet your sweet ass I do. I'll go nuts over that. So I would personally much rather see one of those guys come off the bench in a late inning situation like that than someone playing now because, like, like you said earlier, knock them off. Knock. These guys, uh, Pujols, Miggy, those are legends. Those are the top 30 players of all time. And – you know, getting the top to see five it. right-handed hitters of all time. Like those are really, yeah. those yep. guys are great players. Great. Albert Pujols. And I'll, I'll say it right now. Albert Pujols is the greatest first baseman of all time. And we got to see it. You, you got to live it fucking firsthand for sure. That dude was absolutely incredible. And Miguel Cabrera, I remember him as 20 years old, winning the fucking world series on the Marlins. Like that kid getting to see him since dude. In, incredible, man. Um, I- Incredible. Oh, sorry. I know that fucking. I forgot about that, dude. Was that stop? Stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. That's right. That was the Bartman season. Stop. I mean, oh, bro. <laughs> stop. Don't do it again. All I'm right. telling you. I, I got All my. Right. I'm out my. All right. Oh, Mike Dog's gone. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. I understand the Steve Bartman shit. You got the fucking. I always called it the ball. That went through Alex Gonzalez's legs because let's be honest, that poor guy Steve Bartman got all that criticism. He got chastised so hard. He had to move from Chicago to Florida. Are you kidding me? All because the shortstop couldn't feel the fucking ball. And then you had Pryor and Wood go in the next couple of days. I'll stop about. I'll stop once he hops back on. I think we're gonna get into the NBA next. We're gonna talk about the. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, fucking legend. See where he's at on the on the all-time list. We'll see where Mike has him. See where I have him. Does he come into the top 10 of our all-time NBA rankings um, or our, our all-time player rankings? Winning this fourth championship was, was just incredible. This run he had, I mean, from the start of the season on, you just knew this team was special. You knew this team had something in him. And Steph getting his first finals MVP, I think really, really solidified his legacy. Not that he needed it, but Iggy taking the first one, you had KD take the second two. I thought that that Steph definitely had an argument to get the third one, the, the second one that KD got. But seeing Steph get four was great. And seeing him get that finals MVP was incredible. And the the series was good. Boston, what that was that was a surprise for me. Uh, if you guys go back and listen to our early days, we had our NBA predictions show, and I predicted the Celtics to lose to the Nets 
in the first round. Damn. They got fucking swept. That was awful. Awful. That was awful. I mean, I couldn't have been anywhere. So, again, I had to call myself an NBA fucking, I'll never say an expert. I don't think anyone's an expert at anything, but I watch a lot of basketball. I think I evaluate pretty well. I thought, damn, dude. Like, Boston getting swept out. Oh, he's back. He is back. I might not ever forgive you for that. <laughs> the double dip. I will, I had to finish what I was saying, you know, my bad. But I swung it over to the NBA. You know, I, I said we are going to talk about the double. I just want to say one thing. I don't even mention that guy's name. I still think he's a piece of shit. I don't care what the fuck anybody says. And if I did see him, I shouldn't put this on air. But I would punch him in his fucking face. Call me a piece of shit. End of story. I'm out of here. <clears throat> no, no, you're not a piece of shit at all. You're a passionate sports fan, and I fucking get it, dude. And you have your convictions, and, and that's fair. But let's talk about a guy that you love. Let's talk about hoops. I uh, I talked a little bit about, about this when you dipped. Talked about Steph winning four, finally getting his finals MVP. I did say that I thought the third one the the third ring when Durant got his second finals MVP, Steph was in contention to get that one. But Steph solidified his legacy. He got that fourth ring. He got Justin had the first one. I yeah, right, right. Yes. And he got no way Iguodala should have got that. That's bullshit. No, that was fucking silly. I, I don't That's know. That's like the yeah. shitty one that Kawhi Leonard got when he was on the Spurs. He was the LeBron stopper. Well, LeBron averaged like 31, 10, and 10 or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. But since they won, he was the LeBron stopper. Sure. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mentioned that too. But, yo, let me ask you, where does this leave Steph now? Is he in your top 10 all time? Is he right outside your top 10? This is going to sound crazy. Steph did not move anywhere in my rankings, and he's still around 12 to 15-ish on any given day. He didn't move for me. He, he, he didn't need that for me to validate it. It's always been Steph Curry. It's always been the reason was was Steph. He, I, I forget what the offensive rating was when he was on the court. I've seen some crazy gnarly stats about him. It's always been him. When you got to guard a guy 40 feet and in, it's just insane. The floor spreading ability he has is uncanny. And they say, some people hate on him say he ruins basketball. Well, just because you think you could do something that no one else in the history has done and people try to do it, that's not his fault. He didn't go out there and say, Chuck it. I bet you he says cheesy shit like get in the gym and work hard and stuff like that. He didn't say get out there and chuck it. Just because he could do it 40 feet and in, he's incredible. His unanimous MVP year is still one of the greatest years I've ever seen. 50-40-90, scoring title, just incredible. So Steph Curry still to me is around 12 to 15, right around Kevin Durant's spot too. So. So I, I agree with you, and he didn't move anywhere for me either. I, he didn't need a finals MVP, as I said. The The thing is, though, what the fuck does he have to do to get into our top tens? Like, what does the man have to do? He he changed basketball, as you just said. Some people hate on it. Wait 30 years. I mean, like, like does he – I ain't even going to say it. I, I almost said it, but I ain't going to say it. But, like, does something, like, crazy have to happen to to him, for him to like get into the top ten, like what does he have to do basketball wise to get into the top ten? It's not something bad to say. It's not something bad to say. You don't want to say nothing bad about anybody. But the point remains is 
I've said this about lots of guys. Um, if you know, it started probably for my recollection, not my recollection because I wasn't there, but I know Gail Sayers in football, six year run got hurt, you know, crazy catastrophe injury where you can't run no more. I mean, not catastrophe, like he still has his limbs and stuff, but like, right, you can't play the game no more. I, I said it like two years ago, with Mike Trout, if he somehow something bad happened, his legacy of being the greatest of all time is very valid. Right. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, that's all it takes. Yeah. When Kobe passed away, I was a staunch Kobe. I wouldn't say hater, but not as much a lover as I am now. And now I'm, I'm more of a fan now that he's gone than he, than he when he was here. And that's terrible to say, but it, it is, it is not. If Steph, if something bad happened to Steph this offseason, I think he's in my top 10. Is that weird? Right. See, and that's all right, cool. Cause I don't want to bring it up. Okay. Because, and I, and I was a guy who loved Kobe. I own six jerseys. Okay. And let me tell you, one Steph and one, another one's Kobe. All right. I don't own jerseys. Like, Mike, if you go to his closet, you're going to see like fucking 90 jerseys, dude. All right. And streets. He's all fashionable with his jerseys and shit. But me, I'm not a fucking, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. I wear the fuck, I'm like family guy, right? I wear the same fucking shit every fucking day, dude. I'm not fashionable. I don't care. I ain't going to spend my money on that shit. But you know who I did? Have, and well, Joe gave me the Kobe jersey. But I had a beautiful fucking white Kobe jersey sitting there. And I had fucking a Steph jersey. I love Kobe. But just like Steph, he didn't, wait, wait, it was sad as fuck. I cried. But like, and then I started arguing with people, okay? Because Kobe didn't move. His legacy didn't change for me because he fucking died, all right? I loved Kobe as a player. I thought Kobe, second best shooting guard of all time, and is a top, and is probably, like, number 10. I think it's 10, maybe 10, 11 on my list, all right? Maybe you could argue, like, up to eight. But I got motherfuckers saying when he died, he's number three of all time, he's number two of all time. No, dude. Kobe's not the second best basketball player of all time. Kobe's not the third best basketball player of all time. Is he a top time basketball player of all time? Yes. Does he have the second, maybe like number one, a biggest balls of all time in his heart? Yes. But he ain't fucking, he ain't, he ain't that dude. He's not top three. I'm sorry. And I argued like crazy and I felt like an asshole arguing like that side of things. But at the end of the day, like you said, he moved up in your rankings. You like him now because he died. Like it's crazy. Well, you know, what it comes down to is, how many? How much more did you watch of him when he died? Highlights were all over, all over social media. Was you know basically his mixtapes and like highlights of this and and this run once and this and the stats that he put up in the monster scoring years of like oh six. I, I, I really think I didn't appreciate him because, as people say, like about LeBron and Kobe, he was the first threat to the throne. You know, right. So you always have this like, well, you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'll say this too. I know lots of Kobe fans. I have, I know one person in life that'll argue Kobe is the greatest basketball player of all time. I kid you not. And talks about his defense being way better than Michael Jordan's defense. Um, But I've had, I know lots of guys that have him top five. Matter of fact, lots of hoopers, professional hoopers have him in their top five which is crazy to me as well. Absolutely. I do have him anywhere as do high mean, as 8 or 9, mean, as low as 12 or 13 on my list. Okay. All right. Do you mean professional hoopers as, like, the kids playing nowadays who replicate him or, like, guys like his age, like Steve Smith or – well, Steve Smith's a little older, but, like, guys uh, on TV? I don't know exactly who, but I, I definitely know basketball players 
that think that he's top five. That's because a lot of these kids fucking like try to like all of Jason Tatum and his like text messages to him and shit like, um, you know, teach their own. I thought, and that was the other thing I was talking about was Boston. That was that was wild to me. I fucking said some NBA. I'm not an NBA expert. I don't believe in experts at anything. But as someone who thinks he knows the NBA thing in Boston was going to get swept in the first round was pretty goddamn awful. <laughs> I uh, Boston's a fun young team. Jason Tatum loves that mama mentality. How weird was that? The text message thing that went viral though, like right. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Like that's what. It's yeah. just so weird. I, I I don't mind you doing that. I have a friend that passed away, and um, for years and years and years, I checked just to hear the voicemail. That's you know that's nice. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't, like, put it up on social media, like, here's me listening to the voicemail. No, I know. No, I know. I just feel like that's yeah. weird. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, Tatum, young young guy, he's fun. He's fun. Those Celtics, that Celtics run was good. Listen, the dubs are incredible. Steph Curry, top 12, 15 player of all time. Klay Thompson is on a top 10, 12 shooting guard of all time. Draymond Green's a unicorn in basketball, another character we've never seen before. Can defend all five, dish the ball. He's he's um I think he's Dennis Rodman-ish with less rebounding, but more distribution ability, obviously. You know what I mean? So um man, he's a, he's a just a really good team, really, really good team. And here's something I want to talk about: the disrespect that Steve Kerr still gets. That's unbelievable to me. This man's a four-time champion. I do not want to hear about this is Mark Jackson's team, who's been gone for eight years now. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Mark Jackson could be a fine coach, even though he's not. But Steve Kerr's offense is just a thing of beauty. He's got this um, ball movement, three-ball offense that is absolutely incredible. He keeps guys calm. You love seeing the clips. When he's walking up the step, he goes, you're three for 10. He goes, can't wait till you're six for 13. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to make your next yep. three. This is what he does for you, bro. He tells you, he's a, you're you're one for 11 right now. Your next five are going in. You're Steph Curry. And you love seeing those clips. Then Steph comes out and goes three for five and he wins the game. You know, like, he's just, right. he's a player's coach. He's got a little bit of Phil Jackson in him, a little bit of pop with the ball movement. I think he's a great coach. And I have him firmly entrenched in my top 10 coaches of all time. Okay. All right. I can dig that. I can dig that for sure. And it's definitely not Mark Jackson's team anymore. And fucking, <laughs> like it's fucking crazy, dude. Eight years. Yeah. Those, those three, those three guys together though, and what they've been able to do. And then, and then Steph being able to bring along Jordan Poole the way that they brought him along. He was such a huge asset to that team, the way he could fucking score. Sometimes you're going to fucking clay got clay will continue to get better, but there were times that I was watching the playoffs and, a lot of times it, they wouldn't run the three of them together. They would either run Steph and Clay or Steph and Poole or Clay and Poole. But I'd be like, can we just get Steph and fucking Poole out there together like more? Because I thought like that flowed so well. I think everyone's freaking out because the dubs are losing all these role players. I think the dubs are going to be just fine, man. You got Wiseman still. You got Moody on the come up. And you got Kaminga, who just put up twenty-eight, baby. Yeah, he just put up twenty-eight in the fucking uh, summer league last night. So I think the Warriors are in a fine position. And we ain't even talk about a guy who had a career year starter in the All Star game. Andrew Wiggins in the playoffs showed out. I will tell you, he was the second best player on that team throughout that playoff run. 
I think he's leaving though, isn't he? No, I don't think so. No, he's he's locked in. I thought they had him for five. I thought he was locked in for five years. Uh, I thought all of them were locked in. And then they had the assets because they were talking. We can talk about this. That's where I was kind of um, going over to the Boston thing because I want to hit on before we talk about Durant and Kyrie. Boston got uh, Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, and I think that is fucking a huge trade for them. That that's a fucking scoring ball moving point guard that they need. What do you think Boston now solidifies themselves as the best team in the East? I think I uh yes. I think they were already. Um, um, you know me, I'm kind of a, you know, the last hardened fan in the whole world. I think if he is actually getting in shape and working on his game now, which I've heard he's doing, maybe a little less titty bar, which I'm not mad about you going to the titty bar either, but I'm just saying like a little more work, a little less titty bar. And I think, uh, I think that squad could be really, really good too. Um, the Bucks are still there with Giannis, Middleton being healthy. Um, but yeah, Boston's really I don't think Tatum's as good as he's gonna be yet. I think he's gonna be I think this I think this might be his breakout year where he puts up like 30 points a game. I really do. I think he's gonna get better. Jalen Brown's I, I think that squad's gonna be good. And I think um um the pickup of Brogdon's really good. I think Marcus Smart's a little overrated. Marcus Smart's the guy you want to have the ball at the end of the game and taking those wild shots. Um, I think his defense is overrated too. It's not, and I, I like Marcus Smart. I don't know if you remember. I liked him coming out. I thought he was the number one pick years ago. I loved him in college, um, but I just don't think he's that good. I think he's. I I think he has that over crazy confidence too, where he puts up those shots that just don't go in. <laughs> right, and I think that that's where Brogdon is going to help. You kind of have that tag team with those two at the point, and you can play them together. And then obviously, you still got Brown and Green. Or Brown, Tatum, Williams. You got a good, good squad there. And Philly, Harden took less money, like, like what was it, like $15 million less a year or some shit, to, to stay there. And they're going to try to put something more around them. And then you got the Brooklyn squad. Brooklyn, what, so Brooklyn's done? Kyrie to the Lakers? Where's, where does Kevin Durant end up? What's your take on that whole thing? I mean, they here's this. How is this crazy stat for you? 44 games they played together in the regular season. 44. They let That's Kev, it. They fucking paid Kevin Durant to sit out a full season and recover from his, I believe it was Achilles injury. And then they had Kyrie doing his whole fucking thing with his vaccine. He was fucking injured all the time. They fucking played, I think they said they played more games together than pg-13 and Kawhi, or they played less games together than pg-13 and Kawhi, and you know those two are injured all the time fucking it's crazy bro just absolutely crazy they fucking dick the nets down hard i i think kevin durant got shit on by Kyrie. i think absolutely kevin durant was he won't say because that's his homeboy but he's a hooper if you told me he had to take 10 shots a day to play basketball every day he would I think he felt betrayed by Kyrie, who wasn't out there. I think he then felt betrayed by James Harden, not going all in and playing some weird ball at the end of there. I don't think he liked it there. I don't think that he was basically told that you're the third option. He's like, you know, I definitely think he's better than Kyrie and definitely can score just as much as uh, KD, you know. Right. But I, I, don't, I don't think he liked that, and that's, and that's fine, you know. Um, I think Kevin Durant really ultimately got crapped on. I think um, 
Ben Simmons never showing up, you know, like never. Right. I think I honestly think Kevin Durant felt like crapped on, and I think that's why he's leaving, and everyone's crapping on him. He's taking the easy way out. I think he's going away from a talented squad. You think you think again, we talked about that Kevin Durant couldn't go to any squad and make them a contender, in my opinion. Um, but you don't think with Ben Simmons and Kyrie and him could be a could, could be a squad? I do, and Seth Curry. I think that they have a, a Seth decent, Curry too, sniper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that they have a fine squad there. Um, I don't know about Steve Nash as a coach, but again, the, he got fucked over just as much as anyone else. I think I think Kyrie sucks, and not because not sucks at basketball. I just think he sucks as a person, not because of his vax take. If you don't want to get vaxxed, don't get vaxxed. I don't care. But at the end of the day, if you play in a fucking state that requires you to get vaccinated, and you have to, and that's your job. I mean, dude, do your fucking job. I don't know. But there are a lot of people fucking from a hundred different industries who, you know, did, got the fucked over with the whole Vax thing. So Kyrie could be looking at it like he got fucked over. Shit, we were just talking about it with Novak Djokovic. But like you just said, Kevin Durant is a hooper. He would have taken 10 shots. Kyrie, play. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie clearly fucking doesn't, dude. But I think Kevin Durant's silly for fucking winding the team up with Kyrie in the first place, man. Dude's a fucking head case, and it's it's shown That's before fair. before he got to Brooklyn. Um, I think also, it was kind of a fuck you move for both of them to LeBron, in my opinion. To team up together? Yeah. Yeah. What was he? Was LeBron trying to? They didn't like each other. That's why I don't get the whole Lakers thing because I thought at the end of the Cavaliers thing that they were the rumors were that they didn't like each other, LeBron and Kyrie. That's what. I, well, I'm just saying I could be very wrong, but yeah, I, I I thought they didn't either. But I guess Kyrie just wanted to be his own dog, and that's why he went to Boston and then teamed up with Kevin Durant. I guess. <laughs> yeah, being your own dog for sure. But that was what bothered me about KD again. He want he want. The whole KD thing bothers me. I've, I've said this a hundred times. Dude, I ain't going to be long-winded on it, dude. You leave the fucking team that you were up 3-1 to one in the fucking series against previous year. You go and, you go and join up with fucking Steph, dude. You, I know. You average 30. You win two finals MVPs. You win a couple championships. But at the end of the day, then you want to leave there then, all right, because the team chemistry doesn't work because I don't think they like you. So then you fucking want to leave there and go, be your own dog, and then you fucking got to team up with Kyrie. Like, that. Hold on. go ahead. What? Anywhere he goes, he's the guy. He didn't team up with anybody. Kyrie teamed up with him. Kevin okay, Durant's a lead dog. So just stop that. But why did the just lead stop. dog have to go to their team? Why couldn't he say? Why couldn't he just trade Russ out of OKC? Right? Couldn't he just build that team? So here's a guy. Here's a guy who was drafted to a team called the Seattle Supersonics that was sold within the year to a guy who promised not to move the team out of Seattle, then moved the team out of Seattle, right? Then th- they they have wonderful drafts. They First they had Durant, then they got Westbrook, then they got Harden. Then they go cheap and don't go over to luxury tags and get rid of Harden. So all this man is known is not being loyal from OKC. Why would you want to stay there? Okay. Don't that's, give me this is, loyalty bullshit. I don't understand why guys are, are obsessed with being a one-man in there. Go have fun. Nobody's on one-man team no more. Name a squad without a superstar. Okay. That, that's Name fine. one without a superstar. You, name one team. With, it's not going to be a playoff team. Like, who's, uh, who doesn't have a superstar? The Indiana Pacers. That's fair. That's fair. They're, they got a, they're, they're in the process of a sign and trade for DeAndre Ayton. 
Uh, Detroit Pistons don't have a superstar, but they got number one pick last year, Cade Cunningham, who could be a, be a superstar. superstar. Yeah, um, no, he was great last year. Let's, I mean, I can keep, I'm sure there, there's plenty out there, but, but Kevin Durant is the guy. Right, you said it, and we said it. We've talked about this. Kevin Durant can go to fucking 30 teams or 29 teams in the end. 30 teams staying in Brooklyn right now in the NBA, and he'd be the best player on that team. He'd be the lead guy because that's Kevin Durant. But fine, Mike. He fucking wants to leave Oklahoma City. That's cool. Why the fuck you need to go to Golden State? All right, free championship. They asked him to come. Free championship. That's it, dude. That's they it. asked him to come. Hold on. Um, I believe it was Steph Curry. Maybe it was Steve Kerr. Someone was just talking this week saying they they wouldn't win those two ships without Kevin Durant. I I agree. LeBron's LeBron, dude. LeBron would have more championships if it wasn't for Kevin Durant going to Golden State, and we'd be arguing. Thank you, Kevin Durant. Oh, yo, I think Kevin Durant's a hell of a fucking basketball player. My criticism of Kevin Durant isn't what he does on the court. As I just said, he could go to any team right now and be the best player on that team, dude. Right. Here's here's people's argument. He he was he was up three to one on a dynasty squad that's really really freaking good, right? Maybe that was his peak. So if he goes, if he just gets swept that series, then you got no problem with him going there. I have a problem. So if, if he, I, I have a problem with him going there. Period. I have a problem with the best player in the league going to the team that won the championship. Yes, they yes, didn't win the championship. They lost. Oh, was that the year they went seventy three? They and lost. lost. All right. And everyone yeah. says they wouldn't have won the first year because there was no Kyrie and Caleb. So uh, I'm just saying. I- I have a big problem with it. I have a huge problem with the best player in the league going to join up with that team. And now the fact, and these are all rumors, it's all speculation, but the fact is he doesn't want to go in a, go and play on a team that ha- doesn't have two all-star caliber players. Come on, man. Come on. Again, we, we, we can go through 20 teams in the NBA. He goes to and people are going to be outraged. You went and joined LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges? You're a pussy. Come on. He's going to go, go to anywhere. You joined Dame Lillard? You're a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, OKC gets Chet Holmgren and they got Shea? You're a pussy. He can go anywhere and he's going to be called a pussy. You don't like Kevin Durant? You don't like Kevin Durant. That's fine. I like. You know what my favorite thing about Kevin Durant is? He's petty. He don't give – everyone's like, he does give a fuck. That's why he goes on the online. No, I think he's clapping back because what else are you going to do? You're talking shit. Like, I, I like that about him. I like that he shows his two colors. Like, nah, fuck you. Who the fuck are you, Stephen A. Smith? He says shit like <laughs> people all the time. I like that. Oh, that means it's in his head. Bro, he's a fucking big public guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't think he sees things like we see things? He can't go on social media because he's a public guy? Right. He doesn't see those things. Come on, I, I think it's great. I love it. Yo, I like Kevin. Come to the Bulls. Oh, I would love if he came to the Bulls. We have such a good package, Joe. I got the package for you. All right, hit us up. I got it. We got we got Vooch. You want a center? We got a good center. He's a good offensive center. Vooch, we got P- Kobe P Will. We got P Will. He's a good four. He's up and coming. A- a- Ao too. Uh, I don't think they need him. I don't think they need him. Uh, I don't think they need him. <laughs> but we can. Uh, but we got that package. We got we got the Vooch. We got P. Will. We got Kobe. How many first do you want? We got that Portland first. That's going to be a good pick. They suck. They're not going to be good for quite some time. So we got that package. And then you got you got Lonzo. You got Zach. You got DeMar. You got Katie. I'd even package DeMar because, quite frankly, as we've talked about personally, 
Dick Bucket, he he had a career year last year. You will never see a year. I would actually, I'm gonna go as far to say this right now. DeMar DeRozan will never be an all-star again. Boom, boom. Another thing, we hate LeBron James, but if he came here in 2010. <laughs> Yo, all right, all right, all right. So, yes, I want, that was, all right. So Durant gets less of a bitch status to me because LeBron started it. He's the biggest bitch of them all. But Durant's frequentness of it is is awful. Like, he's going to be the first guy. I think they said he'll be the first guy to average 30 points a game on four different teams. If he does it, of course, which is completely possible, as we just talked about. He's the best player in the world. But LeBron, if, if he would have come here, I think, what, what team would you have preferred? And I think I already know the answer. There are two renditions of teams that we could have had. You could have had the D we could have had LeBron and Boozer, but I don't think they liked each other from their Cleveland days. But you I think Bosch and Wade were staying together no matter what. So you would have had to bring in a four and you bring in LeBron, or you roll out this team, a D Rose, D Wade, Luol Dang, Chris Bosch, and Joakim Noah. LeBron. You still have LeBron. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Listen, I absolutely hate LeBron James, and I absolutely love watching him play basketball. He's the smartest basketball player I've ever seen. He is absolutely incredible. But fuck him still, right? That's the thing about sports. That's the thing about sports. There's certain teams. Like, I respect the St. Louis Cardinals. I think they're the best uh, organization in baseball. Yankees, 27 championship. Yeah, well, they spend money. The Cardinals – Teach guys how to drag bunt in, in single A and shit like that. You know, like they're fun. I respect them and I hate them so very much. Same thing with LeBron. I respect them and hate them. That's the beauty of sports. You know who I don't respect? It's the Green Bay Packers. Fuck the Green Bay Packers. Fuck LeBron James. That's for sure, dude. He's going to get high. Awesome, though. He, oh, he's the second best player of all time. See? I can fucking say what I, I, I the truth. I think LeBron's a fucking bitch. He's a fucking big bitch, but he's the second best player of all time. Where do you have KD? Right around same range as you, twelve to fifteen. I argue with myself about KD or Steph, who's better. I know my head says KD is a better basketball player than Steph, so he should be higher. But my heart wants Steph to be higher. So if I was making a list, I'd probably have KD like 12, 11 or twelve, and Steph like right behind him. Sadly. I got Steph Curry in my top five of most important basketball players of all time. Yeah, he's definitely a game changer. I mean, nobody can do what he does. Nobody can shoot like him. The only person who can shoot relatively close to him in the league is Dame. There's nobody else who could do what he does, and there's no one who can – but there's no one who can get his shot like Steph can get his shot. Even Dame, he can only do it to the right. A lot of these guys can only do it to the right. Steph can fucking get his shot going to the left. He can get his shot going to the right, dude. He could get his shot any way. He get it with two guys on him, three guys on him. It's fucking crazy. He is unguardable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, stud. Um, you got anything else to talk about, Mike Dog, before we get out of here? We got uh I give a shout shout out to Streets. He's doing his uh Scott Fish Bowl draft right now. He just got Kyler Murray fourth overall, so or seventh overall, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to all those people in that thing. Um, and go donate to some charities or something. 
Not you, Tim. We know you hate charities, but everyone else is going to donate to charities. <laughs> oh, man. After seeing Mongo yesterday in that picture with Hampton, I know I talked about it on the show yesterday. I want to dump fucking like 12 bu- buckets of water over my head, dude. That shit's sad, depressing. That was that was awful, man. It is sad to see that. I will say that Mongo stiffed my buddy's flag football team. So What was he supposed to do? He was the sponsor. Mongo's his bar was the sponsor and they came in and they were drinking every game and ordering food and he was supposed to cover some shit and just totally stiffed them. Oh, that sucks, dude. I remember Mongo was coaching the Chicago Slaughter. There was an arena football team. And I went down and I was sitting in the second row and I'm just fucking screaming at this guy, dude. I'm like, Mongo, Mongo. And I'm throwing up the four horsemen symbol and shit. He's probably like, fuck wrestling, dude. But he finally turned around to me and gave me the four horsemen sign. So I was like, that a boy, Mongo. That was cool. But yeah, man, I had nothing else, dude. We're doing, we'll, we're going to record really soon our third part, which will be rounds five and six of our fantasy football redraft mock draft that we've been doing. Go ahead on, on the website, floorcypersports.com or Spotify. Anchor, you can check out the last two. A lot of a lot of fun stuff. We've completed rounds one through four so far. A couple of a couple of really good teams. You hear some draft strategy and whatnot. And uh other than that, we just got fucking baseball coming up. We got we got NFL. NFL starts in about six weeks, right? Was that preseason? Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's right around the corner. Fantasy football season's coming up. We're going to go big on fantasy football here at Floor Slappers. All in on fantasy football. Play in leagues. Play in lots of leagues. Join our leagues. Let's go. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, so a uh, lot of great content. A lot of great fantasy football content. We're going to have a lot of good football content in general. Sports content. Wrestling. Combat sports. A lot of good shit, dude. Check out FloorSlapperSports.com. You can find this show. Uh, you, can, you can find this show on Spotify, on Anchor, and on the Visionary Visionaries Global Media Network. So find us there. Mike Dog, this has been a lot of fun, brother. Thanks for having me, buddy. Shit, it's your show, man. It's always good talking to you, man. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you all for uh, tuning in, for staying 50 minutes and checking it out. And we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>